0: I, it's interesting to use this podcast to create a club where we get together to watch movies that are not enjoyable. And it's
1: just like completely torture to watch. Like not yeah. even
0: movies that are so bad they're enjoyable. Just movies that are ruthlessly, <laughs> punishingly,
2: boringly yeah. bad. That siren you hear? They're trying to arrest us for watching the movie <laughs> Mobsters from nineteen ninety-one.
1: Movies. I mean, I say this a lot about movies on this show, but I feel like it like repels your attention. Like, it defies you to understand it,
2: you know? No, and last time you guys had me on, it was another Richard Greco movie, If Looks Could Kill. Yes. And I was like, oh, I guess you guys, you know, you do a lot of, you do everything, a lot of bad, you know, dumbs, bad stuff, whatever. And then, like, I step away. It's like somebody do- comes on into Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> you did Point Break a few weeks ago. Uh-huh, i like, yeah. well, oh, and then they are like, Benny, we, we want to have you back. I'm like, oh, great. And, the, yeah, another Richard Greco here. <laughs> <thing. laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> They came to America looking for a better life.
3: I welcome to you today, boss of all once.
2: But a few old men controlled it all. It was time for some new blood. I just want your undivided attention. It's the
0: four of us, right? Many. Together. All right. We're gonna expand. We're gonna need a leader.
3: Yeah. Well, who's that gonna be, huh? You're it. What's the secret of America? What's the matter with this guy? I'm 24 years old. Out money.
2: The... Everything is money.
0: And so we will have you back for a good movie at some point. There's some, I think Child's Play 3 is coming up at the end of August, so you can, you can get on with that. Oh, is Richard Grieco in that? I didn't yeah. know. So um, welcome to 30 Years Later. Uh, I'm your host, Ricky Camillary. Sitting across from me for the second time in recording this, actually sitting across <laughs> from me, is uh, your co-host Chris Chafin. Say hi, Chris. Yeah, hey, what's up? So, and also joining us, we have. I interrupted you on purpose. Sorry, I thought that would be funny. But I didn't, didn't have shit of else that. to say, brother. But you didn't play off of it. I didn't so. have shit
1: else to say, brother, except what's up to my good friends and listeners out there. Okay.
0: Empty asshole-isms are such a stronger assholeism than when, like, someone actually plays back. <laughs> if no one plays back, you're really like, okay, I am an
1: asshole. I just sound and, like a jerk. Yeah, uh, exactly.
0: That third voice that you've heard already is uh, our good friend. Uh, our, our our first time, second time guest.
1: Oh, cool! Is that true? No, that's oh, not true. That's oh, not well, true. Great.
0: Who's our first time, second time guest?
1: Oh, Evan, wasn't
2: it Evan? Fucking mm. Evan. <laughs> I have you did watch Evan watch two Richard Grieco movies. First
0: time, second time, good guess. Oh,
2: well, Ricky has yeah, to. Edit I don't this, know Evan. So. Might yeah. Be great,
0: Brendan uh, McLaugh- McLaughlin, comedian, yeah. hilarious yeah, man. Yeah, Brendan thanks McLaughlin, for having me. who joined us last time for the Richard Grieco film "If Looks Could Kill," and is now joining us for the 1991 film released on July 25th. Richard Grieco, secondary lead movie, but starring Christian Slater and um, McDreamy Patrick Dempsey as yeah. the um, most uh, poorly uh, portrayed Jewish
2: gangster you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, uh, in the not hit film Mobsters. The whole movie. I mean, the whole movie is a a mob movie that's so bad. You wish you were watching Godfather Three, which is saying a lot. Like, oh, at least like that's a little better. There's some good acting in that. I feel like Chris, we should
0: talk about why we choose a movie like this. Yeah, and I think like there's a couple reasons for I, this one.
1: I feel like, first of all, I was think I was pretty high at the time we were talking about this. So, like, I, I didn't
0: know that. So, if I had known that, I would have calibrated your highness and been like, <laughs> "This isn't an actual validation for my bad idea."
1: Uh huh. But please continue. If you were going to take the blame then i didn't mean to interrupt you
0: well i was going to say that well one we saw the opportunity to do a follow-up grico yes and yes. grico in the last episode became kind of an interest to just us. just what a
1: strange creature right just richard like, grico
0: it's interesting to do a, a podcast about something that take place in a specific time and have a, a celebrity who was only famous <laughs> For, like, exactly. six months in that specific time. Right? Like, I don't even think he was famous for years. I think he literally had six months. <laughs> and so we should do every one of his movies just, in that six months. And just, you
1: get to see, like, what did they think he could do? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, okay, so they thought he could be, like, a teen James Bond and also a, like, a like lucky Luciano. Who is he playing in this movie?
2: He's playing Bugsy Siegel. Bugsy Siegel. Yeah.
1: In the same year, yeah, But that's right?
2: another we'll hit on this but like nobody in this movie was the nationality they're supposed to be playing <laughs> and like Richard, Richard Grieco like said what you want around was like oh you are an italian guy great oh cool you're in this mob movie not cool but like at least it makes some sense and they're like yeah i'm richard grieco playing bugsy seagull and you're just like what is going on here i also feel like what we've learned from the
0: last grieco movie and this grieco movie is no matter what they no matter what the limited things they thought he could do were, he couldn't do them. <laughs> like the bare minimum of things they thought he might be able to do, he just wasn't up to the task. They clearly cut or wrote around his his abilities in this movie because like and he's still a void. <laughs> When but I think
1: great. I mean, sure. I is he a void in this movie? Yes, but is every character a void in this movie? Like kind I of think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so.
0: But he's a void, and if looks could kill, as well, you know. Yeah, like, but
1: that's because he's like cool James Bond.
0: He doesn't have an interesting way of being able to deliver a line, and he's also second-rate Mickey Rourke. Like he's <laughs> always doing a Mickey Rourke impression, and what Mickey Rourke is such a great example of just absolute charisma. Right. Like he doesn't have to do anything on screen and he's good and compelling.
2: Everything you're saying is true, but say what you want about Richard Grieco. He's definitely a more convincing mobster and killer than McDreamy. Yes. (laughs) Especially, I'm sorry, that age McDreamy. He looks great. He's like, he's, and he's not even like he's not, but he had, and we said this while watching it. He had the the most like newsies energy of anybody yes. in that movie. Where like he takes off his fedora, and you expect like a big band to start playing. There and are like...
0: multiple moments where it feels like this movie should break out into song, uh, which which we will talk about in a minute. But I just want to say this is a this movie is called Mobsters, and it is a, it is a kind of <laughs> wait.
1: Have we really not said the no, name of the movie? No, we have said that, but i
0: just we have said that, but I feel like we're just starting to like bring up actors and who they're Uh in richard grieco plays bugsy siegel christian slater who is the star plays lucky luciano uh patrick dempsey mcdreamy plays uh meyer lansky and then there's another actor who plays, who plays it, someone else. Someone else, <laughs> who, because all these gangs need to be of four rather and than like, three.
1: Really, th- it sounds like we're being uncharitable, but that is the energy the movie brings to the character. Is there yes. is another like, actor? God, I don't know. Here's another else. guy. Yeah. I
0: can only remember one line he has in the movie, and that's because he did like a, a thrust of his hips while he did the line and it was oh, weird. Oh, yeah.
1: I just remember the thrust of the hips. I don't even remember the line anymore.
2: I don't either. It's like, we got him <laughs> and he thrusted his hips. Yeah, but yeah. like And it, he kind of, the way he delivered it, my timing might be off, but he kind of tried to do it the, with the 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 like oomph that Pacino does. Every time I get out, they pull me back yeah, in. Yeah, that's exactly he, like, what does it is. He like does that and he does like with a pull of his arms and a thrust of his like Lower body, and it's like, it was like hokey when Pacino did it, but you're like, oh, but it, it's Pacino, it's Pacino. With this, was like you just can't sell a move like that, so you shouldn't try. Pacino and,
0: can sell a hokey move. Oh like, ab- no, I one, mean
2: absolutely, no one is better at selling a hokey move
0: than Pacino. Like no Scarface is almost only hokey moves, and every one of them, I'm
2: <laughs> on board and game for. I mean, you know, we both love the movie Heat. Yeah, I mean that movie is it's it's like hokey move after hokey move with and him. it's and so it's, great. Amazing, it's a feast for the for the senses. It's great. Get killed walking mm. your doggie.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Slick. And, who's Slick? Let's, Run let's, Slick as an alias. Let's go back to uh, the beginning of the movie. The movie oh, what opens. What
1: for? What for? <laughs>
0: well, because I just want to talk about the movie opens on on Mott Street in, I believe, like 1912 or something, something like that. Like, something like that. And there's yeah. an
2: ambulance coming. You can probably hear it because <laughs> the damage we sustained watching this movie. <laughs> and it's we're a, all
1: fucking bleeding
2: out from watching this a, movie. It's
0: a it's a terribly unfocused cross between Once Upon a Time in America and The Godfather, Two. Um, Like,
1: very much like The Godfather 2, to an insane degree. Except
0: The Godfather 2 didn't have voiceover, and that is, like, a huge... Like the Goodfellas
2: thing. Yeah, and so,
0: like, the, the huge mistake... I don't even want to call it a mistake because it's like a mistake would seem like you were trying something and you slipped up Whereas like this is just like you're dumb wait did but you like, say
1: slipped up Ricky is that yeah. uh, are you like a, are the gangsterisms from this movie infecting your brain possibly I'm one of those
0: chameleons that just takes on the personalities yeah, like, those. I, I like you're right like a sponge it. right yeah. I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's really I'm a sociopathic con man <laughs> I can't help it. I'm <laughs> like Matt I'm, I'm, the, I'm Tom
1: Ripley well the thing about <laughs> me is I'm just like very empathetic so I just find myself mirroring back whatever the person Greenleaf. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dickie Greenleaf.
2: Dickie Greenleaf. The talented Mr. Ricky. Hello. It <laughs> <Hey, laughs> he was sitting right there the whole time. <laughs>
0: um, and so there's a voiceover in this movie by Christian Slater which I think it's one of those voiceovers that's really just in one part of the movie yeah. and it doesn't yeah. and they don't really follow through on it but it's one of those voiceovers that forgets that a good voiceover tells you something different than what you're seeing on screen yeah. like a character's inner monologue about what you're seeing right so like with the, you know the great example of voiceovers is Scorsese's use of it in Taxi Driver and Goodfellas and when the voiceover there is Henry Hill's feelings about what you already see contextualized visually whereas this movie is like that was me that's me in <laughs> the
2: that guy to my right, that's this other guy.
0: We're stealing a horse. Yeah. Like we literally see them standing together, calling yeah. each other by their names, and stealing a horse. Then the cops showed up, <laughs> and then we see the cops show, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's all happening. There's no there's no reason for this voiceover. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the voiceover goes away for the most part.
1: Yeah. I think it comes back like eventually for like a second Barely. You know, yeah. yeah. No, but it, and it is it is just very much like I was wearing a vest. And I was wearing a cool hat, <laughs> and the, and you just think you're, like yeah, like you're saying like what what is this adding to the movie? Why is this happening? But then it is like this was just a thing at the time, like the Alec Baldwin movie that we did with the Paul Reiser narration, right? Like what the fuck? Why did that have so much fucking Paul this Reiser movie, narration? Will, this def- movie could I'll, have used a Paul
2: Reiser narration. I'll, def-
0: <laughs> I'll defend that narration against this one because at the very least, wow, and, and I hated <laughs> you that. You hated know how much it. I hated that narration, but that narration at the very least, added, like, some, some like... Like a different point of view. A different point of view, and, like, yeah. they kept, at the very least, had, like, a continuing metaphor joke about the odds mm-hmm. of people getting together. You know, like, and someone was telling the story. It had that sort of Broadway Danny Rose of, like, somebody from the, like, is telling the story that we're sitting down to, where this, it, there was no context for it, and it should have just been there to, like engage you and bring you into the world more but instead it just kept telling you what's on screen and then there is uh, on top of that in this flashback we meet a character which should be the thrust for the rest of the movie which is the Fatucci is it the the Fatucci is that the character well it's the like Godfather this thing? whole
2: this whole movie has these characters who vaguely look like characters from the Godfather series and it's like trying to be like like I, I, like like make you think of something better while you're watching it which seems like not the best idea for this movie but yeah one anthony quinn has like a white suit and it's like he's supposed to be don Finucci. michael gambon is an italian yet also somehow british mobster who has a mustache like brando in godfather one yeah
1: this is a movie that asks you to accept dumbledore as an italian mob boss
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the whole movie, like, no one in the movie, with the exception of Richard Grieco, is Italian and he's playing a Jewish mobster. So, the whole movie, the part in, in Godfather where Bonus Sarah is like telling his story and he goes, um, like, um, you know, my daughter, she found this boyfriend. And he says with real frustration, like, not an Italian. And I feel like the whole time watching this movie, every time I met a supposed-to-be-Italian mobster, I kept hearing bonus error from The Godfather (laughs) being like, not an Italian, not an Italian, Christian Slater, not an Italian. Well,
1: this is the thing. Christian Slater is the star of the film. He's supposed to be an Italian gangster. His whole character is about how Italian he is. And I didn't didn't buy that for one single second. No, no. No.
0: he doesn't have an Italian look. (laughs) He doesn't at all. He doesn't
1: have an Italian. He anything. may be
0: Italian for all I know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think. He, but he doesn't guess, have an maybe. Italian look. Um, but the, the so there's this whole narrative thrust at the beginning of the movie, which is that Christian Slater's family is being harassed and stalked by this local gangster that's very Don Fenucci like, played by Anthony Quinn, who is a henchman played by Michael Gambon, and Christian Slater very early on says. I'm going to get revenge. Like, my whole life was changed in this moment where he humiliated my father. Well, I'm going to get revenge. You have to say what he
2: did to humiliate yeah, his father. Oh, yeah. Don't gloss over Michael this. Michael Gambon
0: grabbed his father's dick in He front grabs of his
2: balls.
1: <laughs> he breaks into the family it's dinner, really grabs the dad's balls, and then talks about having grabbed his balls. And,
0: and they so clearly have a like, relationship. you know why
2: I grabbed your balls? To <laughs> do this. And it was like, okay. Oh, after you grab someone's balls, you, like... Before you leave, you explain why you decided to do that. You no, know, he says
0: like you're right, but he says, uh, "I grabbed your balls to show your wife what like a little man you are." Kind of like So it's like to Something further like embarrass that. him. You're like,
2: oh, to add insult to injury, you're not only grabbing my dad's balls, you're telling us why you grabbed his balls on your way out. But you're then we kind of get you. Christian we understood so-
1: it emotionally why you were grabbing <laughs> his balls. You didn't have to explain it literally. Or
2: like when they, whatever. The, you know, somebody wrote the screenplay, supposedly. I don't know if there was actually a script. But like the, I like the idea of somebody reading it and being like, I'd like to know why he grabbed the guy's balls. I'd like to get into his head.
0: Well, that's kind of like most of that beginning of the movie, which is like over-explaining something. Like, I'd yeah. like to know like, what he was thinking while he was lying in bed, which is like the next scene, Christian Slater's lying in bed. And he's like, thinking I
2: lied in bed. And there's a
0: voiceover that is literally like, lying in bed that night. I thought to myself, I would get vengeance on Fennucci. For as long as I could possibly lived, I would get vengeance on him. It's hey, like, so
1: did you get the new pages that I sent? Yeah, yeah, I did. So, like, I totally addressed your note, right, about, like, why is he doing it? Because, well, yeah, you did address it, but it was kind of a little bit, like, I don't know, it feels, like, rushed or something, you but know? But don't
0: you guys think the movie would have been – I mean, there's so many ways this movie could have been a little bit better or a lot <laughs> better. Yeah, I think. But, like, if that voiceover wasn't there – Right, because one of our problems the entire time we were watching the movie is that it was set up that Christian Slater was going to get vengeance on this guy. Right. And then all of a sudden, for the next hour and like 20 minutes, you're watching him go back and forth as to whether or not he's going to work with this guy right. and not seeming like he's trying to get vengeance yeah. on him in any way. And then all of a sudden, he gets vengeance and says, this is for my fa- my fa- my father at the end of the movie. If there was no voiceover at the top and we had just seen Christian Slater lay there and think about what he had just seen, like we would have allowed the right. rest the like the, the, the second act of the movie to play out in a way that was we would have been curious as to because, what their right, maneuvers then he's and also, were.
2: It would have been better if Christian Slater explained to the guy after throwing him out of the building, why he threw... You know why I threw you out of the building? You grabbed my father's balls. He explains it to him before he throws him out. Before, as remember ha- grabbing my father's no, balls?
0: No, do you remember? As he's yeah, he hanging does. Michael Gambon out of the window, he's like, this is for my father, for what you did to my father. And he's like, I don't even remember your father.
3: <laughs>
0: and then he drops him. like, he's
2: like, you waited 15 years to get revenge? And he's like... I've been busy. And it's like, uh, well, why have you been so busy? Yeah, you were busy having this convoluted like movie we've been watching. Yeah, but the movie busy. would have
0: been just as convoluted, but not as convoluted in terms of objective if that voiceover hadn't right. tried to tell us he was seeking vengeance. Because then he would that have just up seemed, a vengeance movie.
1: He would have just seemed like ambivalent, tortured, but then you kind of you didn't know what he was gonna do. You didn't know what he was thinking. Yes. You know? But yeah. it, it really does reek of somebody like getting notes at the end and being like, Oh, there's not like enough stakes and tension. Like we really need to understand why Christian Slater's doing all this stuff.
0: Like imagine if we as audience members had forgotten about the beginning of the movie and like just allowed the second act to play out in terms of like gangster conspiracies and who's mm-hmm. gonna be on whose side and then all of a sudden the end comes and Christian Slater's like Remember my dad? Yeah, you would Dude, be like, that what? Woman, like, Whoa, that's, of course, of I course, totally he's trying to forgot. kill this guy. Yeah, but instead, you're spending the whole movie going like, why isn't he trying to kill this you're guy?
1: You're like, why is he having dinner with this fucking guy? He swore he was going to murder him. Yeah, like, what?
2: what's going on? It doesn't seem like there's a plan to kill him here. By the way, guys, I have to say, I love mob movies. I've seen a lot of them, good and bad. Mm-hmm. This is the only mob movie I've ever seen that has a shopping montage. <laughs> Where he like <laughs> F. Murray Abraham, who is some other boss, someone, whatever we meet, it doesn't even matter who's in it for a while, and then they kill him, and you're like, why did they kill him? I thought he everybody liked him, He's and it nice doesn't guy. seem
1: to have any repercussions of anything. And then yeah, everybody yeah. just
2: moves on. But F. Murray Abraham talks to him and is like, you got you got something here, kid. Your only problem is. You got shit style. Bow, and then bow, it's bow, like... Bow, 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 bow. And then there's like literally like a, like a rom-com. Like, like a pretty woman Like a pretty woman of montage. Of like trying on... Like, like Different Instead hats of like fun f- sunglasses and hats, it's like mob era suits. <laughs> and he's getting like fitted by the tailor and but all the shit. But they are
1: like hugging during it also. It's like
2: fun. It's It's like... It, yeah. Well,
0: again, that's that, and that's where this movie that and like the twenties flapper scene. There's all these things in this movie that feel like so. So when someone pitched the movie, they were like the clothes, the the flappers, <laughs> right. the <Yeah>. Tommy guns, <laughs> the 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 style, and then they just kind of like. Put that into the movie in that list without any context, without any story. They just had like a list of beats that they needed to hit stylistically, and then the story kind of fit around that. When, if you think about it, like it's not that hard to tell this story. Like, I don't know how much time they had or how many people had notes, but like the story that they're telling in this movie is not that hard.
1: Like, it's like young mobsters become successful mobsters and murder their bosses. That's it. Yeah, that's like an episode of TV, you know? Yes.
0: I mean, that's The Godfather. The Godfather is young mobster, like... Murders Bosses Becomes King Mobster. That's it, right? Yeah. I mean, I mo- <laughs> uh, Mobsters, the movie, the movie that we just watched called Mobsters. Mobsters. Which, by is, the way, like,
1: what the absolute fuck? It's just called Mobsters? Like, come I on. think
0: I, the reason that I said while we were watching it, if I taught film school, I would show this movie <laughs> is because it is an exercise in how difficult it actually is to be clear in storytelling. Yes. Like,
2: yeah. every scene, you're kind of like... You're always like, what are you guys talking about? Why are you having this meeting? Nothing previously that we've seen yes. has like set this up or led to this. Yeah, and it's... every
1: scene you're like, wait, how long is this from the last scene? And like, is this, is it supposed to be soon after? Or like, are these different characters? And like, what's happening? Like, just that's sort of very basic problems you should not have when you're watching a movie. You know, and like...
0: the, the screenplay is credited to uh, Nicholas Kazan. And someone else. But Nicholas Kazan is Ilya Kazan's son. And he wrote... Uh, Zoe's
1: dad, is that...
0: Uh, is Nicholas Zoe's... Uh, maybe, I'm not sure. Oh, I, not I sure. don't know. It was a question. Um, but he wrote Francis. He wrote uh, At Close Range, which is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he wrote the well, Patty Hearst like, movie. There, there he were wrote... multiple
2: people on it. It feels like could have been too many cooks. Yeah, yeah and like whoever wrote, gives, re- has re- the credit. of is Fortune. Not... Okay. Oh, and, yeah. And it's... Uh, directed by
0: because we're not going to be editing this and we're going to i'm going to try to like keep it quick here
2: <laughs> it was directed
0: by a guy named michael Karbalinikov who really didn't direct anything else after this he directed an episode of red shoe diaries huh. and huh. then it's... a movie with mickey rourke called I wonder why last ride or ftw i'm oh not my really God. sure that's
1: the title of the movie last ride or FTW? no no
0: no i think it has a few titles
1: oh okay uh,
0: By and the then way, he's directed a, a doc. He's produced documentaries since then. One of them being called "Alt Right: Age of Rage." Cool. And a doc called "Moments Like This Never Last," which is about Dash Snow. Uh,
1: that's and cool, a doc called uh, Was that a friend of his? I guess. Uh,
0: maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe he was like a Lower East Side guy. I don't know.
1: That. Yeah, I don't know. That. Well, see, the whole thing about hearing that about the director and what we've been saying about the scenes, like, feel like they were written by somebody's agent, the whole thing just seems like it was put together by, like, a talent agency. Do you know what I mean? Like, like get in
2: young hot stars, get them all together. Yeah, whatever. exactly.
1: We don't need, and, to, we don't
2: need to have a plan. Going the story doesn't and really throw matter.
1: Them and throw them in know.
0: animaniacs, like, gangster <laughs>
2: exactly, cliches. Exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> Which, this is another thing I kept thinking about watching this movie cuz I was like is this a movie for teens? Is this a movie for like adults? And and I and I I was like I guess this used to be what a sexy movie for young people was like. Like to a certain person, like to the executives that put this movie together, they thought they were making a sexy movie for young people.
0: Sure, and and that could work. Right? That could totally work. But the scenes themselves are not clear. It's impossible at times to uh, decipher what the, not just the movie, but what specific scenes are about, you know? And the motives. What are they
1: discussing? Who are the characters that they're talking about in these scenes, right?
0: And that kind of goes back a little bit to what you said about it being written by agents, which is this, like there are moments where it's like two very powerful, violent men are talking about their power And instead of talking about how violent they have to be, how ruthless they have to be, they're talking about girls they like. Yeah. But the movie still kind of wants to show that they are violent, powerful men. So it doesn't know how to like, like you have to be one or the other almost, Mm -hmm. right? You can't be this like teeny bopper movie about violent guys that also like are worried about their chicks and, and, and then also be like, a serious movie about the rise of of Lucky Luciano right, and right, the commission. Exactly. And so, like, the movie is just totally lost in scenes because you're like, shouldn't these
1: guys be talking about who they have to whack? And you're like, wait, he had a crush on his girlfriend? Like, doesn't he have Which his own girlfriend he loves? You like,
2: seen his girlfriend in, like, an hour. Yeah, I didn't, you don't even, like, even remember even that. How,
0: did he actually have a crush on her? Or was he just trying to tell him, you shouldn't marry this girl because you actually love her? but then that didn't make any sense because when he's Slater doing. loved
1: somebody. Exactly. Well, that's called dramatic irony, Ricky. I don't know if you're familiar with storytelling, but this is one of the big things. Yeah, but
0: it would have been dramatic irony if he had fallen for Laura Flynn Boyle after he said that to right, him. Right. But instead, instead, he said of, that to him... Like literally, the following scene from the
2: second date yeah. with Laura, Laura Flynn Boyd. Well, they have
1: this extremely long sex scene.
2: Yes. No, and I said this watching it. It's like one of the sex scenes Magruber was making fun of, where it's so like slow motion and like softly lit and this music, and they're they're like on a, like a roulette table. And then, and yeah. She's... Then they have a
0: second date, and like in the second date, she he's like. He's literally like, you should move in with me. She's like, ha, ha, ha. This is her performance, literally. Ha, 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 ha. I don't know.
3: And then, <laughs> and then I the, mean, we're the here, next I will scene, say.
0: but wait, then the next scene, like literally after the scene where he says you should move in with me, the following scene is him with Meyer Lansky being like, don't fall in love, you shouldn't marry her because you're falling in love and that's bad. Basically giving the kind of like Robert De Niro speech from like, you know, heat around the corner. You know, yeah, as soon as right you feel up. the heat, you you got to be out of there in 30 seconds flat. The Difference between this and heat is that in heat, when he gives that speech, you don't know that he's fallen for this girl yet. You don't know, like he yeah. is still like By an ice way, man. By the way,
2: comparing this movie in any way to heat <laughs> is <laughs> preposterous.
0: I mean, I'm comparing it just in the sense of like, yeah, any well, it's like, kind of narrative coherence within <laughs> the movie <laughs> no.
2: that would keep you on board and attracted mm-hmm. to the and film. You're like, oh, De Niro's starting to break his rule that he established yes. earlier. Right. Oh, we have a coherent movie where where the characters like are doing stuff that then they contradict. It right. Whereas to, in this, this you're like, does like,
0: Christian Slater have a rule because he's already breaking it? I he's don't understand. Breaking
2: it, and it's just like. They're talking about someone we haven't seen for an hour that I'm like, oh, oh I didn't know Christian Slater even remembered meeting her. Right,
0: and, and, the, and then cut like, to the I, wedding. I, they cut to the wedding, and I was like, who is that
1: person? And it's the next scene, and yeah. I'm like, I and
0: still And you're like, why know. is
2: McDreamy having a Jewish traditional wedding? <laughs> and we should also add
0: that we watched the uncut version of the <laughs> yeah, movie we, by accident, yeah. so it's not like this movie was missing a ton of scenes for the cut. And so it didn't make sense. This was the internet. This was the 16 minutes longer international version, version, which felt like 16 more bullets into the brain. It
1: it was so long because just nothing was going anywhere. No scenes led into the next scene. There was no kind of narrative arc to hang on to. There's
2: a massive drive by shooting where this crazy guy you've never met before is hanging out of this car with two Tommy guns blasting at their car. He shoots like a million bullets, doesn't hit anyone. <laughs> Christian Slater finally fires back, and the guy gets away and he's shooting at them with like his tongue hanging out, hanging out of the car. Then later, they're just hanging out with the guy like nothing happened. <laughs> and then, yet again later, because no scenes matter to affect any like scenes that happen later. They're like, we're not happy with you. You shot at us that time. And he's like, you guys remember that? I didn't know that you knew that was me. And it's like, we're the audience. We saw it was you. You had your tongue hanging out. What are you talking
1: about? You were about? standing on the hood of a car with your tongue hanging out of your mouth and two giant machine guns. <laughs> to be fair. I did not remember that <laughs> when that happened.
0: I had I had I think just lost interest for a few minutes. Guy, because when guy. that came up that scene came up and you we were like he was standing on the car, in my head I was going, What car?
2: <laughs> the guy's like, We're in the movie Mobsters. No no one remembers anything that happened twenty minutes ago. Well, I thought we all moved on from that. You were paying attention to the movie? What for? By the way, I have an alternate title for this movie, Mobsters. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe since Michael Gambon grabs the guy's balls, it could have been called Mobster's Balls. <laughs> like Monster's Balls?
1: Yeah, exactly. But Mobster's, Mobsters balls. balls. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, I was thinking it could just be called Disney's Goodfellas.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Back in it.
1: Hey, nice to see Seemed you. Seemed like you guys took it over for a minute. I mean, well, I mean, it oh, our, like you were getting a text or something. Yeah, I thought you got like pictures of boobs. You have to respond to appropriately.
2: Why? Well, I, I, I'm no, a man. I ma- thought you got a text like about your dog. Like your dog coughed, and you, you were like, "Oh my god." That oh, is a god. great
0: description of me. <laughs> no, my texts about my dog are about poop. They're solid, and I go, "Yay." <laughs>
1: that's cool like yay the word or do you Solids like an emoji are the
2: opposite of the plot of mobsters <laughs>
0: no no i wish it was just yay the word that was actually like a undersell of what it actually is it's uh solid how many what color that's usually my response I'm
1: so glad to hear that i've been thinking about her all night really glad to know her poop is solid
0: i mean you're yeah that's actually how i'm feeling. <laughs>
1: She just got. Can't spayed. believe I left the house to watch this dumbass movie when our precious baby has poops and I don't know what consistency they are. And she's she feeling have been really compelling than
0: mom. She stars. just got spayed on Friday and she has like a one of those plastic cones around oh, her yeah, neck. A satellite and and uh, she likes to sleep on pillows on the couch. Like she curls up to the side of the couch and puts her head on like a pillow or sometimes even the arm of the couch. Uh-huh. And with the cone, it just sticks up off the arm. It's very very cute. And
1: oh my god. What a what a precious baby, Ricky. She
0: really is a she's the she's the precious baby of the house. I'm very happy for the two of you. Very precious, Um, yeah. So mobsters.
1: (laughs) Wait, Ricky. Can I just say, muzzle,
2: muzzle, muzzle. I feel like I'm at McDreamy's wedding (laughs) over here. (laughs) Um,
0: Again, the wedding itself feels like the wedding. The voiceover, the flappers, the Tommy guns. It all feels like part of a pitch that they were just kind of like throw it all into the movie and then find a, find a narrative around it. And they just never did. And then they also feels like they went down a casting list and yes. got who they could come up with because this cast is not great. I mean, Depp was apparently the first person they went after for Lucky Luciano and sure, that makes sense. That works. Yeah, yeah I can see sure. that. Yeah. Um, Slater just is he he cannot exude any other temperament than shithead in
1: 1991. <laughs> you know, like I mean, he he's just it's just not his energy. I think you were saying, Ricky, like people call him like a poor man's Nicholson. But the thing is, he Nicholson would have known this is not his energy. Yes. You know, to be like a, an intimidating gangster of this type. It it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Well, Nicholson has
0: Nicholson has overpowering charisma that like knows how to take a role and make it him right. Nicholson, I, well, one I can't think of a uh, a nineteen twenties gangster movie that Nicholson has really done. He did a movie with Warren Beatty where they were like Depression era con men, which is garbage. Uh, it's mike nichols directed it it's just it. it's on paper it sounds like it would be amazing but it's not but it's not for lack of the two of them being good in their in in their in in, in what they're doing and nicholson is a private detective in like the 30s in 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 uh chinatown, chinatown yeah. right yeah, yeah um and he's great but he's great as that like the private detective he's the scumbag he's the right the sleaze who's getting too too far in over his head he's not the boss yeah like yeah. nicholson kind of like like nicholson oh, can only what? be you the boss when he's the of, joker yeah right?
2: i just thought of weirdly and i don't even i haven't seen this movie in forever preetsy's honor i've never seen it angelica john houston, houston right? won the oscar for supporting actress they were together and it's john houston but again, it's it, it's like this where it's like oh, it's this like supposed to be an Italian mob movie, no one in it or involved in it is Italian, so it just feels like oh, none of the I don't believe any of these people are these roles. But at the same time, it's a better script. It's not like incoherent like this, and it's like you have people who know know how to make movies working on this movie. Obviously, John Huston. Like it's like oh, like as a mob movie, that's not like my. Like, I wouldn't count it as, like, a great mob movie. But it's, like, when you're watching it, you're like, oh, this makes sense. The characters have chemistry. Like, you're like, oh, I don't totally buy the mob thing here. But, like, I understand what's happening. I'm not watching people talking about someone that I haven't seen in two hours. Or I'm like, what's going on? So it's kind of weird. But it's not not even a great Nicholson movie. But, like, you're like, oh, this isn't the worst thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: Sure, and I'm sure that Nicholson is. Isn't Nicholson in that playing like a hitman? He's not playing the boss. Yeah, he's not. The, you're right. You're like, right. Which is exactly what Nicholson would know how to play. He's Nicholson, like Slater should be, and Slater being, you know. Like a, a sleazy henchman. Like yeah. an employee.
1: Yeah. Like he needs someone to have a who, boss to play off someone of. Someone, right? yeah, yeah. So,
0: who needs to play off authority. Right. We need to see Christian Slater be told, which we supposedly. I mean, Slater's best movies or best scenes in this movie are with Anthony Quinn. Who's and essentially the authority of the movie. And, and
1: who is doing an amazing job in this movie, it has to be said. Anthony yeah, Quinn is having so time, much yeah. fun in this movie. Yes,
0: Anthony Quinn is doing a kind of like a, a, like an old actor who's like, sure, I'll be in your movie, but like, you're going to let me do whatever I want in my scenes. And yeah. it's great.
1: He's like throwing food at Christian Slater and like, uh, you know. Just, wait, wait, wait.
2: Doesn't he like go
0: over to Christian Slater and it's like, boo, bee boo, boo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, at one point
2: he goes, to, he offers this piece of broccoli on his fork to Christian Slater. And he's like, Hey, want some broccoli? <laughs> and then later he calls him a sucking bastard son of a flea. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're like, he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to say crazy stuff and I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. Yes. Whatever. Which is exactly
0: what this movie sort of needed because every, none, none of the, everything else that's trying to be very like stale and period and like serious prestige movie makes no fucking you know, the sense. Fun stuff yeah. is so just they go throw over a man top, in who like, makes no sense. And like
2: campy w- there were a couple like big like assassinations towards the end that are like big and over the top and campy. And we're all like, yeah, it should have been this the whole time. Yes. Yeah, like, and there's but, like the last really, ten yeah. minutes of the movie is like,
1: oh, okay. Like, like
2: bloody, insane. Yeah. yeah People like, like like being over the top, but it's like, oh, it's really Whereas fun every
0: watch. murder scene before that for the most part was like people firing Tommy guns in a dissolve between another scene so you didn't really know who they were shooting at or what you were trying what they were the movie was trying to tell you but I want to go back to Christian Slater because I do like Christian Slater right and we did pump up the volume which he was great in which he's He's great great in in we've talked about Heathers which he's great in we're huge True Romance fans.
2: Just watched True Ma- Romance. He's I like perfect I cannot believe you had not it. seen that movie. I know, no. you. I was like, oh, I, that's like been on my list. And you're like, oh, you, are you a dumbass? You have to watch it like now. And I did. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. Have you seen True Romance?
1: Maybe. I'm not really sure. You're
2: you out doing, like,
0: of your
1: fucking hmm. mind. It is so much fun. I, I'm excited to do it, Ricky. I can't wait to talk about it and watch it.
2: Uh, no, it's amazing. But anyway, no, and he's like he's like a a skeezy guy. I yeah, mean. he's he is great at playing
0: the underdog who has an authority figure to sort of like rebel against. And that's
1: what makes him such a. That's why he's such an iconic like Gen X yes character actor is because that's the you know that's the position they felt like they had throughout this entire you know decade and their whole lives.
0: But I feel like there's only so many movies where you can cast him as that. and for it to work and this is mobsters is when we're starting to like butt up against christian slater's like range
1: and like (laughs) what they were able to do with him after because because right you're like we were saying the movies like written by agents like your agent wants you to be like have have the leading part in a big movie you know no matter if that's like really what your skill set is or not you know because that's where the money is
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is, we found out this is not what his skill set is. In this well, movie. this isn't
0: his skill set. Like, even like Untamed Heart isn't necessarily his skill set. Like, he loses his skill set, like, post true romance.
1: For, like, a long time, right? For a long time. Yeah. And
0: then he picks it up as, like, an older actor. But he really picks it It's like it...
1: Mr. Robot, the last, the thing yeah, that, like.
0: I mean, he really picks it up, though, only in a way that's kind of like. Oh shit, Christian Slater, you know, not
1: right,
2: like a, yeah. a
0: kind of like fun cameo, like a cam- you know, like did, actually uh, being an
2: actor. You guys did Prince of Thieves. That was the first thing yeah, I saw and him in. He's terrible in, in that yeah. movie. But it was also but like, that whole movie is terrible. Oh, I mean, and it, yeah. it's just it doesn't make any that sense. That movie's unwatchable. Yeah. I mean, it's more watchable than fucking mobsters. I, at least I'm like, <laughs> oh, fair, I, I yeah. know. Honestly, even similar. Though it's stupid, but I, I know Ricky, what's happening. It similar movies
0: in my mind, very similar. Look,
1: Ricky, we're all feeling really hopped up right now, but don't say a bunch of bullshit you can't take back. Okay. <laughs> like, <it's,
0: laughs> I I think they're similarly no, nonsensical. No, no, no,
2: no, no. I I think like. I feel like Rickman kind of saves Prince of Thieves because he's so fun yes, to Yes, like Anthony Quinn could have no, saved this, this if they had
1: more. Could no. have, could have. But he doesn't. He's basically doing the same scene four times. Like the first okay. like two 12, times. Okay, hold on, hold on,
0: hold <laughs> like, on. I am going to do about? my pitch. I'm going to do my pitch for how mobsters uh-huh. is like right. Prince of Thieves. Just look at me. Listen, please. Because oh, I, I, I know you're This big... was not for
1: the benefit of the listener. This was like a directly admonishing me I know, because I, I know you're a big And by the way, it's expand. my birthday. <laughs> I can today? just say. I thought yesterday was. No, today is my birthday. Happy oh. birthday. Thank you so much. Wait, no, it's 1201. It's not my birthday anymore. <laughs>
2: Ricky, you didn't know it was I thought his birthday
1: was birthday. over the weekend because because I didn't know today. Happy I'm birthday. sorry. Thank you so much. You guys should be nicer oh, to me.
0: You friend, wasted I'm your sorry. birthday
1: watching mobsters with us? It was a great time, guys, didn't you think?
0: I would just like the listener to know that I feel genuinely bad about not knowing that it was his birthday. (laughs) And I spent the evening watching a terrible movie with Chris and his wonderful wife who walked out 25 minutes in because she knew how terrible it was. Very smartly, I thought. And I just feel bad that they spent his birthday together watching this piece of shit when they could have been watching something like True Romance. (laughs) Um, But I want to give you my pitch for why this is like prince of thieves yes please okay period piece Uh uh-huh lead role lead actor who has no business being in this part
1: love it keep going
0: yes a second act that I mean, may, the movie, both movies are probably like five act movies. Actually, not three. <laughs> yeah. So like a saying two... "Mobsters
2: has acts" is giving it too much credit. Oh my okay, God. so
1: like let's let's look at it this way. Yeah, it's like
0: thirteen
2: acts. I mean, the,
0: the movie freeze frames when the gang <laughs> when the gang gets together. Right, the boys, Lucky, Bugsy, uh, the movie Maya, Lansky, Maya Lansky, uh get together. <laughs> The movie freeze frames. That's the f- end of the first act, and then the third act is when they start really killing people together right. at the end. That's the it's end when of, the Lufthansa the, heist goes wrong. Right, yeah, they start, and yeah. that is, those are the only two sections of the movie, good or bad, that make sense. The <laughs> middle of the movie is just meandering bullshit that is a like scenes f- like barely flowing into each other. That like you are constantly questioning. The, 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 the necessity and There's the validity like that... of. And I feel the same way about Prince of Thieves. <laughs> well, and look, on top of that, to add it, wait, can a I just... villain, a villain, a villain. Who do
1: you think the villain of the mobsters is?
0: Anthony Quinn. A villain. Really?
1: What, what about uh, a Dumbledore? Villain, no. Michael
0: Gambon? Yeah. A villain who is the only actor who. They're knows... like, we have to
2: kill him because he's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a villain
0: who is the only actor who knows what he's doing in the movie.
1: Right. Okay, sure.
0: Right. And on top of that, in terms of the protagonist, a group of hanger ons for the <laughs> protagonist who also seemingly have no business being there and by the time the end of the movie comes you're not really sure why you're supposed to
2: like them like
1: who's who or like why I any at of
2: least them. think like, like you have Little similarly John similarly bad movies you have the like the other like like uh kind of like in Prince
3: of
0: Thieves Little John is Little John who is He's the, the big guy with the stick. Yeah, yeah from
3: Slings his, anyway. his, yeah. yes, like... his wife has a horrible birth. She,
1: thing
2: birth he, the, like, <laughs> and... he shows up.
1: His wife has a horrible birth. That's that's the thing you remember about.
2: Baby and is parading it around the like His wife has a horrible birth.
0: So late birth. into the movie. Or no, who's the drunk one?
1: Yeah, Friar, Friar, Friar Tuck. Tuck. Right, yeah.
0: Friar Tuck shows up so late into the movie, yeah. and suddenly he's supposed to change roles, and then suddenly you're supposed to love him in the last scene of the movie. It doesn't make any sense. Like They're just this, piling
2: things on. That at least moves his, along. I, I think that moves Sure, it's quicker. a better movie. This is movie. like, oh, we're in like a five-minute scene of these people talking who've talked before, and like, there's like three scenes in the sauna. Like, how many fucking times can these guys talk it's to each a, other in the sauna?
0: It's a better movie, yes, but they are. I think, <laughs> I, but I think Ricky they are is like also, a dog with
1: a bone when it comes. I, to...
0: I think they are also bad in similar ways. Mm. that's what
2: I'm saying. Well, and it's like a similar time, obviously. Like, yes, wow,
0: just... Nottingham and. Fifteen forty
2: one or whatever is very similar <laughs> yeah, to America nineteen twenty. But maybe, I mean, maybe there were some. Women. By the way, I thought it was so weird how at the very end of Mobsters, uh Sean Connery comes out and like smooches <laughs> one of the women. It was really mm. random, right? Like, a uh, choice for that. Christian
0: movie. Slater's getting married to Lara Flynn yeah, Boyle, and, like, and all I of a sudden, allowed to kiss Sean, the bride. Sean Connery shows yeah. up and he's like. No one gets married without me getting
1: a piece of that action.
0: <laughs>
1: She'll be with you later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing about the end of that, that at Robin Hood is that what no one ever talks about is very close to reality when it comes to Sean Connery and his <laughs> unfamous friends.
2: <laughs> um, now it's time for me to kiss the bird. By the way, one thing that we kept saying in the movie, we, lo- we did like uh, Chris Penn and oh it, yeah. It, well, and he, he's he's good in it. Um, he pulls off his stuff. Doesn't have a lot to do, but again, it's also this bittersweet thing where you're like, oh, I wish I was watching Reservoir Dogs right now. Like, right. yes. Oh, I. Oh, or he, the he, or he,
0: Abel Ferrara's The Funeral.
2: Never seen it. <laughs>
0: Great Chris Penn performance. Hey, can I just And say, Annabella I, Ciara and Vincent Gallo. Oh, yeah. Can I just and tell you, David you, Petrichele. You've Kelly. made a
1: real fucking rookie error by admitting to not seeing an Abel Ferrara movie while talking to Ricky. You know like, what? You put your fucking life in danger, you piece of shit. Here. <laughs>
0: Look, there are, there are I'll, I'll, on this podcast, I'll admit up front, there are Ferrara movies that I myself have not seen. <laughs>
1: Wow! Now I mean, wow! That that's amazing, Ricky, and that's very humble of you. None
0: from the heyday. None from the heyday. (laughs) You know the heyday. You know, seventy since from Driller Killer to RXmas. I've seen post RXmas. There's probably a few I haven't. And then even Wait, from Driller, Killer me... to Rxmas, there's a few that I should catch up with again. Like the Blackout, I recently caught up with again, and that was necessary.
1: When you, say to, when you say, Ricky, there's a few I should catch up with, can you explain to me what you're talking about?
0: What do you mean? What's the question?
1: I, when you say... When you catch say, up with
0: again. I said catch up with again. Yeah, right.
1: What well, I'm saying, like, so what, you need to call them on the phone and ask them how they're doing? Like, what are you...
0: You know, a great filmmaker... <laughs>
3: Or someone that you
0: feel, a filmmaker that you feel close to, Uh like Uh in some some way, like in in the sense that they tap into like what you like about movies Mm -hmm. or what you want in a movie. Mm -hmm. If there are things that you didn't understand that they made or things that you don't know by heart in some Uh way, it's nice to check back in with those. Martin Scorsese has those movies for me where it's like. I a couple of years ago went to see. I had seen it already, but I went to see Last Temptation on the big screen in 35 millimeter, and it was fucking mind blowing on the big screen. It like was I've really like. i never seen it. Yeah, it was. A, it was like it. kind of. It was a that. real experience. I don't know if that experience is the same watching it at home. Like it's a real kind of like be in a space that you can't leave in the dark. Yeah. While watching while 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 watching it, whereas like at home. You know, you're not really as drawn in atmosphere at home. You're kind of at home. You're kind of like looking for story beats and to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I wanted to catch up with that movie. And then with Ferrara, uh, he has so many films. And like I, I recently caught up with China Girl again, which I think I, I think I had seen when I first moved to New York. But watching it again now, I'm just older and I'm not drunk while I'm watching it. Or I'm not like with a group of people that I'm partying with. Or I'm not watching it at 2 in the morning or something, I'm watching it, like, kind of seriously and looking at what he's doing, and, like, it's just a different experience, you know?
1: Hey, I mean, so every week you, on 30 you, Years Later, remember, we like to...
0: Can you, like, think back at all the movies you watched from the age of, like, 17 to 23?
1: No, I, I, of course, of course, I intuitively, immediately understood what you were talking about, Ricky. So why but, ask the fucking question? Because <laughs> I just thought it was so darling, the way you put it. It was so... It was, I, frankly, there's no, I, I just found it to be very darling, the way, you, and I wanted to make you talk about it more.
0: Look, look, I'm a lonely person, it's checking in with my friends, okay, it's checking yeah. in with my
1: friends. There's a few I should check in with, yeah, yeah. you know, just yeah. make sure they're doing okay, you know.
0: Yeah, I would like to check in with some of Ferrara's, uh, I mean, I haven't I seen like his I've, Pasolini I've seen,
2: film. I've seen, like, King of New York. It's the best. Yes. Yeah, it, oh, it's extremely. It's ridiculous. It's so entertaining. It's so fucking good. Uh, so every
1: week on Thirty Years Later, we like to ask three questions.
0: <laughs> oh, we're jumping to that already.
1: I think we should, don't but you? But wait, it's fucking twelve ten a.m. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. We're live. We're we're we're, we're doing in your it home. live. We're doing it we're live. We're drunk. Yeah, we're wild I'm drunk. Style. Now. We're wild style. Okay,
0: so let's do the three questions because I'm in it.
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: Well, what are they?
1: Okay, fuck you, first of all. That's the fucking, <laughs> how are you such a fucking shithead? That's the first question. Um, every week on 30 Years Later,
3: we...
1: Why don't you we, check in with me, you can find out. Oh, <laughs> Ricky, that's the fucking last thing I want to do is check in with your ass. <laughs> um, every week on 30 Years Later, we ask three questions at the end of the episode. Um, I, Ricky, Did Ricky email these to you? Do you remember from last time?
3: No.
0: He can come up with them <laughs> on the spot. He's a com- he's a comedian.
1: The first one is just it's real simple. What's your favorite part of the movie?
2: It's a weirdly hard question cuz I <laughs> disliked so much of it. Like what was the one thing I liked? Oh, I um I'm going to say Chris Penn's performance. I like you're like he it's a bad movie. And there were actors in it where I'm like, oh, if you were handed, like, a better script, you could, like, do something okay with it. Mm-hmm. He was, like, he, I felt like he made it the best he could. And he kind of, like, you believe, like, unlike a lot of them, you're like, oh, I believe you could be in this crew, kind of. And, um, uh, yeah, at one point, he, he kind of, uh, I don't know where... Dude, this is conjecture. He kind of looked like he had been out late the night before. <laughs> he I'm looks kinda, like I'm he's like, drunk. Oh, kinda, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I kind of appreciate that you're in this terrible movie. I'm like, ah, oh, it makes me like you even more. Uh, it, it, like, he, he did the most with how how crappy this like movie and story was. I
0: think he's a he's an example of genuine in charisma. Like, totally. When and he yeah, appears yeah. on
2: screen, you're kind of like, what's this guy doing? You're like, wait, why am I suddenly? Uh, like like I'm not compelled, interested.
0: yeah. I'm not compelled by like Christian Slater's decisions as an actor. He's yeah. actually, you know, fair all all <laughs> these lead roles are played by guys who don't really make interesting decisions as actors. They're just kind of boring good looking men. Like you could at least get good looking men who do interesting things. Chris mm-hmm. Penn, not a good looking man, <laughs> but he does whether even if he's doing something bad, there's something interesting about it. And yeah, the moment where he is like Looks like he went out the night before. Like, I mean, he looks like drunk in that spa- in that place. Like, I mean, he also
2: that scene, he's leaning, like, like he can't stand. His, and his like,
1: eyes are so puffy they're and they're so barely puffy. open. Yeah. Like,
2: that's how I felt watching this movie. Where I'm like, oh my god, I'm right there with
0: him. And he has, a, and I feel like his line in that scene is like, yeah. And, like, that's the line. And, like, when the way that he delivers it, you just are like, that guy's hungover. Also, that, yeah. scene,
2: that scene is supposed to take place on Staten Island in the shadows of where they're building the Verrazano, I think. Mm-hmm. But it, it looks like L... It's clearly L.A., and it looks like where Nicholson is going and like looking for water in Chinatown. And there's like the kid with a donkey, and he's like, What's have you seen any water down there? Like, you're like, oh, this is so not Staten yeah, Island. Right. It's like kind of amazing and hilarious.
0: If you wanna know how confusing this movie is, they there's an actual person named Manzano, who Verrazano is based off of, but the Verrazano Bridge has nothing to really do with Manzano. <laughs> there's a guy, oh Verrazano. Why would you do, the do the that? But, but they named a guy Verrazano, yeah. yeah. Even though there's the Verrazano Bridge. And then they had a meeting on the Verrazano Bridge Island. with <laughs> Verrazano. So it's like... Yeah. It's just... A, a I spent just the entire movie
1: of... being like, is this supposed to be the guy the Verrazano Bridge is named no, after? His like
0: his name's Verrazano, and his base off of a person named Manzano. So it has nothing to do with the Verrazano. So why put it on the Verrazano that's being built in the moment without trying to get you to think that a man named Verrazano has something to do with the building of the Verrazano bridge? It doesn't make any
3: sense.
0: My favorite part of the movie is the last
2: (laughs) 10 minutes of the movie. Suddenly
0: the movie gets really violent and it's fun. And
2: it moves quickly all of a sudden. They just stuff start happening. killing people. Yeah.
0: And it's clearly a reference to The Godfather and how The yeah. Godfather suddenly gets to this point where, like, Michael is just killing off the mob bosses. And, like, it's a great part. But, like, what this movie forgets is that there are multiple violent moments that leads to that montage of death at the end and there's also great storytelling that leads to that monta- operatic storytelling right. that leads to that montage of death you're and really this-
1: invested by the time it happens right yeah this this, oh, this, totally. is,
0: this is a piece of shit B movie from the well, beginning even there's a so part where the, the, make it the most basic story possible yeah, yeah. and then just straight up death and carnage and mayhem all the way through that would be great i mean the fact that they cast the guy who played maniac cop in the movie <laughs> and there's someone who like l- deeply loves the maniac cop movies at least the first and the second one like having him in the movie i was like oh let's get some violence here but the movie takes so long to get to any real violence can
1: i just ricky interrupt at this point and ask you to please describe maniac cop's face
0: yeah so the guy who plays maniac cop whose name is something in my mind uh he has uh, uh i believe a disfigurement some sort of uh deformity where he has a gigantic jaw so he has a face like it and sticks head. out
1: from the side of his head it's like a it's like a bird like yeah, it just goes it's
0: like the largest head and jaw you've ever seen <laughs> something you would find in the mutter museum like just it, it's 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 you cannot miss him. It's like he's and like he a comic a henchman strip henchman.
1: character from the '30s. Yeah, and he
0: plays a henchman with no lines. And even if you haven't seen Maniac Cop, and I feel like these guys can attest to this, when he shows up, you're kind of like, more of this guy, please. Because yeah, like, he's Who's this fucking thing, monster. Yeah, he's right. the only thing interesting
1: on screen
0: <laughs> when he's there.
1: And he's got a mustache. It's like it's like when a guy who doesn't have a beard try who doesn't have a chin grows a beard to try to look like they have a chin. This guy has such a gigantic face that he's grown a mustache to give some kind of scale to what's going on on his face. And it's, it's just disorienting, you know?
0: So I think that... And he dies in the last 10, 15 minutes. I think that the last 15 minutes are, are great. And, are and that's a real, what it all should have been. Yeah, and yeah. it's a real sign of what the movie could have been. In all of those montages that featured someone firing a Tommy gun at nothing, <laughs> which is so confusing... Well, we like, could have had people getting in gripped in up.
2: Go- but There's the one part in Goodfellas, and it's it's great because it's used so sparingly. But, but at the end, where he's like, "Yeah, I always wanted to be whatever a uh, a uh, uh, gangster, a good Goodfellas, whatever." And it's like that great shot of Joe Pesci like shooting at the camera. Like it feels like they were like, "Oh, that was cool. Let's do that eighty times and just sh- just show somebody shooting yes. at nothing."
0: Well, yeah, they're doing like a like a constant reference to like. The Public Enemy right, Scarface, like right, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, like these these movies where it's like you know these, it, it really is like let's like I said an Animaniacs kind of montage of gangster movies with the hot actors, not even really the hot actors of the moment, just like like the hot I, actors I, I'm could pretty get, sure the hot you know? actor of the moment, I I don't think Patrick Dempsey or Richard Grieco <laughs> or Constance Villa or whatever his name is were hot actors of that moment, you know like Grieco. Is literally just months into. Uh, and I could see so many actors turning down who are supposed to play Bugsy Siegel turning down that part because he has nothing
2: to do. Yeah. Yeah. In the and movie, he does part nothing. Where all, oh, all oh, of that a sudden he's scene. like, we he talk about that scene. We have to talk about that scene. But all oh. of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like, oh, he, this guy's really twisted and creepy and fucked up. And it's like, oh, it's. That would be fine, but there's been nothing hinting at that until now. So no. it's just like random crap. So we
0: should say,
1: yeah, this is please. Bugsy
0: Siegel is a character that's like referenced and is in scenes, but rarely has something to say. And I think it's because they cut all of Greco's dialogue. Um, and then all of a sudden, we get some scene in the midst of this movie
1: and we've hardly nowhere. had any scenes with Grico up to this point so like hardly any
0: basically our introduction to him is a scene where he's seducing a young woman with a knife to her
2: and his mode of seduction with a knife it's
1: like not just a knife it's like a fucking ice pick but basically. it's like it comes out really,
2: really nowhere, violent like you know and you know nothing about this character Other than the fact that you're supposed to like him, other than the fact that he's like one of your main, he's one of the crew. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, oh, he's really twisted, and like nothing has set that up earlier, and you're just like, what is? What am I watching? And he's not
0: even just like, you know, like maybe like cutting the straps of her. Negligee off, right, yeah, with it or like her nights. He's literally oh taking it and jabbing it into her belly. And he's telling her and he's like, like know the, where "This, where this is where your are, liver is. Ki- I know where your
1: kidneys, kidneys are." Yeah. yeah.
0: And then all of a sudden, she's like, Ugh. and then she's like taking it. You're like, "What is this <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, this is coming from three nerds who may, who are like in relationships. Yeah, so I have. We have no idea how to like. You know get laid on the reg with with like singles but this seemed violent to me and if this is what you ladies are looking for wasn't, i'm glad to be in my relationship it wasn't
2: justified in the movie because they didn't like set up earlier like oh this guy's a real loose cannon no not at all it's just like all of a sudden out of nowhere like i'm super crazy
1: well i guess it was trying to set up where in the next scene he kills one of the mobsters for no reason so like this is the setup scene but they've already dialed it up to 11 by yeah, having yeah. him, like, basically stab a woman to death right. and by Again, means of seducing flip,
0: her. Flip those scenes because one of them is crazier than the other. Yeah, right? exactly. Like killing a mobster, <laughs> if you're a mobster, is rational to us as viewers because that's the business. Right. Putting a knife to a woman you're trying to seduce's belly and saying this is where your kidneys are. And to say he and fucked. he's
1: and he, it's, like honestly we're underselling how fucked it is. He's saying all these things about like bodies bloating and yes. like it's like really extremely fucked up stuff. And
2: serial it's, it's killer so so out shit. of left field. It's like what is this like? This like where is, is this it? coming
1: is from? Movie?
0: So, what is your favorite movie, favorite part, Chris?
1: Oh, of course. It's all the Anthony Quinn stuff. I can't believe I'm the only person that said the Anthony Quinn stuff. He's having an amazing time in this movie. Like, yes, okay, he has the same scene like 13 times, which is like kind of gets repetitive after a while. But his first couple scenes, especially. He's just having such an amazing time, and he's, like, bringing so much personality to a movie that, like, doesn't have any personality. I mean, it's like you keep saying, Ricky, he seems like he showed up and he was like, yeah, okay, I'll be in the movie, but, like, I'm going to do this. And, like, I'm not taking notes, yeah. you know? And, like, he's just yelling and he's very fat and he's, like, eating the whole time. He just seems very alive and real in a way no one else in the movie does, which is fantastic. I was really, really enjoyed it.
0: I'm with you on that. What is the most 90s moment of the movie for you?
1: Oh, my God. I mean, that's really hard because there's it's so of its time in a lot of ways. I think... I think the idea that this would be, if if you are like Endeavor, okay, and you have like six young hot clients, the way that you're going to promote them is by- God putting damn it, them, are you going to take mine? I can the, feel it. the way that you're going to promote them is by putting them in this weird like 30s gangster movie that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like this is what a hot, sexy movie for young people was like that seems like, deeply misguided and and it did not last very long after this. Okay. Was that not exactly what you were going to say? It's slightly different.
0: No, 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 it's more close it's closer to what we've grown out of, but yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, my 90s thing is actually just Richard Grieco. <laughs>
1: just Richard Grieco. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry.
0: Richard Grieco and Christian Slater. In the same movie together, it almost feels like someone's '90s thesis. What an
1: odd bunch of leading men for a movie, right? Like, but Dempsey, what
0: but Dempsey is not '90s. Dempsey His is two thousands. He's two thousands. He, no, he's '80s and two thousands. Okay, yeah, fair. The other guy, who knows? He's nothing. <laughs> but Slater <laughs> and Grieco are so '90s.
1: Yeah, that is a hundred percent true.
0: I mean, Slater is. I mean. It, it, he's really early 90s but he is a i think an icon of the 90s. Can Rico just, is like kind of an icon of the 90s in his own sort of fleeting, you know, burnout way.
1: Can I just say like I had a lot of affection for Patrick Dempsey in this movie because I'm like a tall weird-looking person with black hair who did a lot of community theater in the 90s, so mm-hmm. like I definitely had to be in things where I was, like, doing gangster nonsense. Uh, (laughs) That didn't make any sense at all.
0: I would just like to say for the listeners of this podcast who've never seen Chris in person, he's a good-looking man, but he looks nothing like Patrick Dempsey. (laughs) I was not saying that I look like Patrick Dempsey. And and his... Uh, yeah, but you didn't say you didn't, and you kind of just let it. I think it it's float. like skinny
1: representation is kind no, of what I was. Just getting at. Like,
0: nice you just sort of like you just sort of let it flow. It's nice to like, see. Oh, like, like, like yeah, I'm like Patrick Dempsey. He's not. It's nice. He doesn't look like him. Patrick Dempsey is much. Okay. The like Chris. I Fine feel like you're about band, to say something but you can't take back looks, Ricky looks, so I I just want to
1: remind you that it's my birthday and I like, don't
0: know. It's not your birthday anymore. It ended 25 <laughs> minutes ago and you look nothing like Patrick Dempsey. Okay,
1: what I'm saying is it's good to see skinny people representation in films where you don't you look like you're too thin to be an adult human. And like I love as somebody who looks like that, I was so glad to see Patrick Dempsey in this movie. Like, wearing a vest and trying to look like a big, important man, you know? I, I was like, that's me at work every day.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> um, Brendan,
0: what... what's, your, what's your most 90s moment?
2: I don't know. I don't know if this totally counts as 90s, but this is something that, like, happened a ton in this movie that never happens anymore for good reason. But before any... Anytime anybody comes in to kill someone in this movie... Mm-hmm. Before they kill them, they, like, deliver a snarky line and then do it. And it's always like, oh, the real mob would never, like, deliver a clever line. before." It's like, you're you're (laughs) just done. That's it.
0: Well, that's a good example of what's so wonderful about Goodfellas is that the lines come after the deaths. Yeah. And they're not really clever. They're stupid. Yeah. You know, like, like one of the great death scenes in Goodfellas is Samuel L. Jackson's death scene. And after he well one Pesci has a line before he shoots him, which is you were late, you were late for your own fucking funeral and then he shoots him. But oh, then yeah. when they're on their way out, like the real line is like uh the guy's making coffee and Pesci's like, Hey, make that coffee to go and the guy starts making it to go and Pesci's like, What the fuck are you doing? It's a joke, it's a joke. <laughs> he leaves the coffee. Like that's where well, the this, that's where the comedy is.
2: The best example in this was uh christian slater is going to kill this guy who has become his like big enemy who we haven't even talked about yet but <laughs> or i guess we have but it's so crazy it comes out of nowhere that suddenly this guy's the main villain and he's out this of nowhere guy. like totally out of nowhere but the guy is making a phone call in his hotel room and christian slater barges in and instead of shooting the guy and and like taking care of this big problem he has, he shoots the phone he's talking into and goes, I wanted your undivided attention. But then the guy takes out a gun and they have a big gunfight and the guy gets away and it's like, yeah, you should have just shot him instead <laughs> of like delivering a, a like he, a snarky line shooting get, the phone.
0: He gets away after the two of them fire multiple rounds at each other <laughs> yeah. from five feet and yeah like there are all these
2: fights that happen where someone's at the top of steps and someone's at the bottom of steps and they're both shooting at each other and no one hits anyone it's like you'd both be dead like like you guys are like five feet apart i mean that's the tragic thing about guns is like you don't
1: it's not skills based you know what i mean like if you're standing near someone like yes you can kill them with a gun you know
2: but also christian slater had the skill because he, he was able to aim directly at this old timey phone yes, and shoot exactly. it, and, and then deliver the line. He wanted your undivided yeah, attention. He, like, just shoot the guy. You'll be your, your even, problems but are even, solved.
0: But even after shooting the phone, he could have shot the guy, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like he ha- like you're saying like he has the skill to shoot the phone. But then all of a sudden he doesn't have the skill to shoot the guy from five feet away. And He's standing. Yeah. They're
1: both standing in exactly the same like, place. Dude, yeah.
0: guns misfire yeah. no, or not hits, aim well back he then? Hits like what the was the deal? Piece
2: of like a rotary, like a two-piece. Yeah,
0: like, a, like so like the aim works because that's intentional. And then all of a sudden he can't hit a full-fledged human who's like five-five standing across from him.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, Ricky, I think we—I think you found a plot hole in this movie.
0: <laughs> so many. So uh, there are a lot of things that we've grown out of since this movie came out. What do you think is one of them?
1: Uh, ah, you're talking to me.
0: I'll go. Um, <laughs> uh, I would say that I don't think this would be a movie now. I think this project, this like endeavor with like hot young men of the moment in mob clothes would be a, like, um, a miniseries yeah, on, like, sure. Netflix or something. And I also think that the middle of this movie feels almost exactly like the th- episodes two to five of most miniseries <laughs> that come <laughs> yes. out right now. Even, even just, I like, agree. Just, scenes yes. that, like, don't make sense. That, and, like, like plot you're just threads kinda, you just... that don't
1: go anywhere, and you're like, why do I care about yeah. any of these people and, and like, what they're And you're only watching
0: to get to the end.
1: Because you want to see how the actual plot wraps yeah. up. I mean, even or because that... it's based on like some
0: sort of weird true story that you've heard about, and you know the end is what the end is, and you want to see how they what they do at that end. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to say even something like that's great, like *Mayor of East Town, Like, there's a lot of fucking filler in *Mayor of Easttown*.
2: Uh, like like between episodes, like one and nine. <laughs> yeah. <whatever>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Where you're just like, who? I, I don't just give wish shit they about... referenced
2: more outside of philly towns in that i feel like they missed an opportunity there
1: yeah it's like very cool i wish they would have like had some more like pennsylvania specifics in that show what what exact which wawa did they go to exactly you know
0: but yeah my thing about this is that not only would it be a miniseries now it honestly feels like I, like what a miniseries would feel it like. should
1: now. have been a miniseries yeah. originally, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I don't even think expanding it into a miniseries would make it make more sense. I think it'd be just as convoluted and, and, and poorly told.
1: But I mean, this is like Boardwalk Empire. It's not that different from this kind of thing, you know what I mean, with like a lot of minor characters doing all sorts of crazy shit. But the
0: it... difference between Boardwalk Empire and this, many differences, but one yeah. of the main differences is that like, Boardwalk Empire knows that, like, in order to create something compelling or entertaining, you need scenes. The whole thing doesn't have to be comprised of scenes, but you need a scene or two in there that are good. You know, and and this doesn't, this movie just did not know that. There isn't a good scene in this movie. (laughs) There's
2: a couple (laughs) good
0: death scenes, like, there's a couple good deaths and violent violent moments at the end, but there isn't a good scene seen
1: at all. See, I here's where I think I disagreed with you, Ricky. And we agreed that Laura Flynn Boyle is like very hot in this movie. We haven't even really talked about her. She's like, in the movie... Let's
0: not bring her into this. I mean, that's kind of like a crutch. She's too hot.
1: She's really hot. Well, what I was going to say is I feel like you didn't think she did a good job in the movie, whereas I, I saw her doing as much as she possibly could in the scenes that she was in to do her character... To be like alluring and to be lovable and tragic and, you know, I I enjoyed her scenes. Like I believed she wanted to make out with Christian Slater. You know,
0: um, I don't think she did a good job in the movie at all. I do think <laughs> I, I do think at this period of time, Laura, Lara Flynn Boyle is stunningly sexy. Yes, like yeah. she radiates sexuality in a way that. Very few actresses have have ever been able to do. It was very brief period of time for her, uh, where she was able to get the chance to do this. And in this movie, she's great. But anytime she has to be dramatic, she is uh, she's stiff as a board. Let's see, Ricky. I think <laughs> so I, was I.
1: I can't believe I almost Come stepped on, on that. I'm so sorry. Come on, I'm guys. so sorry. Come on, right. All right. Talking about a bone. Hey, brother. Um, we well, need
2: Michael Gambon to grab your balls <laughs> and then tell you why he grabbed your balls. Is
0: this for Lara Flynn Boyle? Oh?
2: <laughs> Here's why I just grabbed your balls. Oh, wow. <laughs> the scenes still
1: going on? Wow. Oh, wow. Well, now I get it. Thank you. Um, what, what, do you what, what, what do you think we've outgrown? Uh,
2: uh, I mean, just this whole... Bad movie, or like uh, <laughs> there was but there was like a thing of like oh well, like this is an example of it. There are better and even you know like equally bad examples of like taking young hot like stars of the time, like super mm-hmm. young and kind of like just heated up and putting them into like a period thing. Like young guns is that. right? Yeah. yeah. This is like oh, young guns. So- with How have we not said that? You're totally right. Like yeah, this yeah. is yeah. so
0: the pitch to this was so clearly young guns, But mobsters—that's exactly what this fucking was. I cannot believe. (laughs) I I feel really stupid right now for not having. I feel like we were both.
1: I was thinking about that during the movie. I don't know why I didn't say.
2: And like *Prince of Thieves* is even kind of that, where it's like Kevin Costner was already like a huge, huge deal. He wasn't like a new, like young, like hot star. But it's like, oh, Christian Slater's in that. It's like that kind of like hot. Like early '90s thing, and and like having, the, we, I feel like we all thought the credits might have the end credits might have like, like a contemporary 1991 song, yeah, which it doesn't. But it seems like like a Brian like Adams, has you that. know. But and we like, haven't actually Brian talked Adams. about
0: the music that is used in this movie, which consistently well, feels it's like also it's also like close. kind
2: of wants to be newsies. Yeah, it's
0: another thing where it's like even in 1910 or 17 or whatever when the movie opens, it's like. Music's like... (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, it was 1917. (laughs) Like, that's not the music you guys were listening to. Me and the boys in the neighborhood. What is this music that's playing? Because that's not what it was.
1: Yeah, for me, what have we grown out of? I mean, I, I, I agree with you guys. It's like, just that this is a kind of mainstream film. I feel like yeah. the idea of doing like a big period movie used to be so much more of a, a thing, so much more of a like part of the culture in general. And yeah, I think for hot young people, a thing for actors of a certain caliber, it was like doing a big like period movie. Yeah. And and even like this kind of pop gangster movie that assumed this kind of familiarity with the characters of organized crime from the nineteen thirties to seventies. It's like we don't really have that anymore. I mean, yeah. the um, the Irishman is kind of like the coda to this whole period, because like nobody knows shit about this stuff anymore. And by the
2: way, uh, Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro are the hot young stars of right now. Yes, exactly. Obviously, yes. by the de aging technology. Yes. Well, that was I,
0: something that I brought up during the movie, which is that at the beginning of Goodfellas, in terms of aging, at the beginning of Goodfellas, the shot of at Idlewild Airport while they're outside the diner, like it's explicit that they're supposed to be like 17 years old. Yeah. And it's Ray Liotta and Joe
2: Pesci. And they look easy (laughs) 40, 30, 40 years old. The story's so good. The writing's so good. Everything about it's so like, you're so on board. It's like, oh, I'm not distracted by that. I don't give a shit. Like who cares? Who cares? I'm on on, like the wildest ride.
0: But then this movie, and we haven't talked about this scene. This movie does a thing (laughs) that Goodfellas does at the beginning of the scene, right? Which is that at Idlewild Airport, Joe Pesci and Leota steal the truck. And after they steal the truck, the truck driver I mean, as they're stealing the truck, the truck driver nods at them, basically gives them the keys. And then he goes into the diner and he says to the guy holding it running the diner, Two N words just stole my fucking truck. You believe that? Two fucking N words, right? And he's talking... But he had seen Joe Pesci. And then at the beginning of this movie... Yes, yeah. Don Fettucci, or the
2: guy it's who's like the version... Fake Don Finucci. Yeah, Anthony Quinn's Anthony Quinn, first
1: line. He...
2: There's a scene where he allows his... Don, like, Don Fonucci. Right.
1: Yes, <laughs> he, very well done. He yes, allows yes, his
0: but... nephew, who we don't know is his nephew. We've I never know, seen it, there before. So I don't incoherent. know. There's so much voiceover at the beginning of the movie to explain what is obvious on screen. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there is a scene which is not obvious. Well, like characters no you don't voiceover. know who
1: they are and the people are killing each other for reasons you don't understand and there's no explanation of that at all.
0: <laughs> and so, but a white kid gets killed by another white kid and this head gangster looks at everybody, literally standing over the body while the murderer is still there getting paid off and says, and says can you believe these N-words from Harlem are coming down here and killing everybody? And it's like...
2: No, it's a I perfect mean, example. I get of what like, you're. Oh, this is like bad writing. This is what bad writing is. But it's the so thing, it's stupid. like,
0: once again, if Goodfellas was your like guiding light here in any way, yeah. like, what you're missing is that the people that the truck driver is talking to did not see who stole the <laughs> <Yeah>. truck. They <laughs>
1: weren't <laughs> standing is... over the bleeding body of. This, this thing, <laughs> is
0: literally. Yeah holding almost holding the hand yes. of the murderer while standing in the body and saying a black man did it <laughs> and like everybody there has seen it and I get that they're supposed to be afraid of this man and go along with it or whatever he says but it just begs so much belief for it yes. to be to be realistic yeah
2: no it, it's the the whole thing of this movie is like oh it kind of reminds you of this other thing except it's way worse <laughs>
0: and like it's it's a part of the whole movie where it's like you're like so many scenes where you're like i get you're trying to say or do something but the reality of what you set up the context does not contribute in any way to what your characters are saying you know like a character suddenly being like i'm a crazy guy (laughs) But like, what? We haven't seen anything about like you. White, what are you white, talking does that, about? Does that matter like, for some reason? Or like, or I'm to like, marry like, this woman, and, and, and like, I don't want you to marry the woman. And we're just going, what woman? Like, who like, are you who? talking?
1: And because they keep referring to her by her first name, and you're like, like, who's Alexis? I don't He's know what not the here
2: fuck. And I haven't seen her in an hour. Who is that?
1: <laughs> He's in one scene. Um, I think that's. I think we did it. Right? Or 1991's did
0: you... Mobsters. We never said who the director was. Oh, you we said talked...
1: it. No, you did say it, but you didn't pronounce the it very well.
2: Like, oh, I didn't pronounce it well. Please don't mention my name. It's a
0: piece of shit. <laughs> it's a genuinely, it's a genuine, it's a general, it, like, it's an actual piece of shit. It was awful. I it was genuinely awful. nothing about it that you should watch. There's, you shouldn't watch it. It should be forgotten with time. You know the prince should be burned up. It's, it's nothing. It's a nothing movie. It's one of the worst we've watched. I hesitate. It is to,
1: I, one of the worst for I, sure.
0: I hesitate to say it's the
2: yeah, worst. Thanks for having me I, back for another great yeah. movie.
1: <laughs> it's a fun show, right?
0: And I, what's funny is that we brought you back because Grieco's in it. We barely talked about Grieco because he barely does anything I in it. Because because uh, it's clear he's barely up to the task That's to do funny. anything. Right.
1: Um yeah, thanks everybody. A resident
0: Greco expert, thanks so much. <laughs>